back beneath those bridges. And it's just such a beautiful day. I'm sitting here and I'm seeing the sun and I'm just thinking like, this is the day that the Lord had made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. This time that we're in, it's like we're coming out of a a pandemic, the world. But spending a lot of time watching media, it, it made me look at things through a different lens. And I thank God. I was watching a show on our TV and it was about a, a woman and a man and to make a long story short her husband was a pastor and they built a ministry and the ministry started to do well but they started having problems in the marriage you know it was it was funny because when you look at people now in the ministry it, it, it's hard it sometimes it's hard to even differentiate some of the people in the ministry and people in the world so today I'm gonna talk about believers and belongers crazy topic but it's it's the sense of humor or can it be ironic so they built the ministry, they had a problem in their marriage. At least the wife, she didn't know she had a problem in the marriage until she found out. And what happened was her sister died and her sister had a daughter. So she adopted the daughter. So when the daughter came to live with them, her husband now, who's a pastor, makes a pass at the young girl after she just lost her mom. And to make a long story short, it was crazy. But the wife is talking to herself, really talking out loud to God. And she's like, you know, I I built you a church. I did this. I did that for you. And why is this all happening to me? And she didn't get the answer right then and there. But she was transparent and, and, and she poured her heart out to God. And one thing I know about God, he loves when you, you pour your heart out to him and, and, and you bring it to him. Because God doesn't really judge you on what side of the tracks you come from. He judges you on your heart. So she met another gentleman. He worked at a rescue mission. And she met him when she was trying to find her niece because her niece left because her husband, pastor, made a pass on her and she was just overwhelmed with everything going on. She ran away, like a lot of people do. And I realized that how the enemy always tries to come against the family. Always try to split them up. Always try to conquer and divide. And and, and keep that in mind because 
we have to learn that the government of heaven is family, God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and we have to really recognize how important it is on every facet. So when she talks to 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 the the, the recruiter or the guy who works at the shelter, she tells him, like, you know, I can't believe that this is happening to me. That, you know, I'm 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 gonna have a divorce. My husband made a pass on my niece. My niece ran away. She's on the street. We can't find her. You know, I can't believe how all this happened to me. And he asked her a simple question. And, and it made me it made me think for a second. He asked her, do you know him? And she was just so upset that she didn't realize what he was asking her. Do you know him? And then it goes a couple scenes down and then she's like, okay, God, I thought I knew you. I thought I was working for you. And and that's a lot of believers right now. We actually think because we go to church, because we hand out food, because we donate to a charity, you know, you know, because we do certain deeds, that makes us a believer and that makes it where everything in our, in our life is going to be peaches and cream. Now, the Bible tells us specifically that we will surf, suffer persecution for his name's sake. One of the gifts and fruits of the Spirit is long-suffering. So what I'm trying to do today, time permits, is to understand our purpose and our role as believers. I don't have it all figured out, but this is something that was pressed in my spirit. And one of my last podcasts was Seek Ye First the Kingdom and all his righteousness and everything else will be added. And that's very important because once you have that kingdom mindset, you know that no deed that you do brings righteousness. The only way we get righteousness is through the, the atonement of the blood of Christ because of what he did on, on Calvary because of the dispensation of the Holy Spirit is how we get righteousness we, we, we can't earn it and a lot of times we think that the actions and the deeds that we do justify us for living a life which is should be in perfection that the sun should be shining every day that no storms come no rain comes no trial comes no tribulation but when I'm realizing that through the trials, through the tribulations, and you humble yourself, you submit yourself, you're obedient to God, is when you get closer to Him, and then He gives you the wherewithal to overcome every issue. That's why the Bible specifically says, be of good cheer, because I have overcome the world. See, the actions of what 
Jesus did is what justifies us, is what sanctifies us, is what makes us righteous. We can't have this mindset that because of the deeds that we do, that is earned. Everything we got, everything we have as a believer is because of what Christ did on the cross. Another thing, it's a hard pill to swallow because our natural characteristics tells us that every action is a reaction and it does work to that effect. But in the kingdom, there's different formulas, there's different principles, there's different promises it goes beyond the logic of man because our logic is too small compared to this awesome God we serve. I was telling you, oh, I didn't, maybe I didn't mention it to you, but I want to say, today was a beautiful day. The sun comes up. It just feels great. It looks great outside, and that's because of the order that God set thousands of years ago back in Genesis and to let you know how awesome it is it still revolves till today it's perpetual to today everything good that was made was made by God everything that was not good was made because of perversion not God and I said belief and belongers and thing about believing and what I'm realizing and seeing through the pandemic is that people believe when everything works in accordance. People believe when everything is hunky-dory. But as soon as a storm comes, as soon as rain comes, it's like, where's God or what happened? A prime example is like when the Israelites were in the wilderness. Every single moment something happened, any adversity, they they wanted to go back to Egypt, not knowing that God has the promised land. God has Goshen, the land of milk and honey. In the pandemic, I've seen a lot of believers just like, where is your trust? Where is your faith in God? Where is it by, by his stripes you're healed? Where is it that I'll never leave you and forsake you? It's like they forgot that. And we can't forget that. We can't believe according to conditions. We have to belong because of what Christ did on Calvary. We have to belong to every principle and promise and spiritual gift was given to us by Christ Jesus. So if you believe it, yes, it's a part of who you are. But if if you waver, if you go back and forth in your faith, unfortunately, it can disqualify you. So you have to get to the point where you just know because of what happened on Calvary, because of what Christ did, I belong. Because of that, I'm righteous. Because of that, I'm set apart. Because of what he did, by his stripes, I'm healed. If anyone there is going through any physical or even emotional problems. His stripes, it it, it healed us. 
it made us whole. If there's a financial obligation, like I, I, I was watching, you know, pastors on TV and everything was just revolved, revolved around money, 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 money. But again, I, I didn't hear anyone say, seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness and everything else would be added. I'll give you a prime example. See, if if you go after the kingdom, if 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 you go for the fruits of the spirit, you go for gifts of the spirit, that's a part of the kingdom. That brings the righteousness. That brings everything that will be added. We we have to understand the principles, the promises of the kingdom. It works different from the strategy of society. So first and foremost, you have to figure out which side of the fence you really want to be on without wavering. And then when you do, then you got to get in his word and spend time with him so that you know what's the plan. He said he'll guide your steps. He'll show you the right direction. And I'm going to give you a, a, a quick synopsis and, and, and then, you know, till next time. But, and this is Old Testament. I usually like to talk about the New Testament, but there won't be a, a New Testament without the Old. And the New Testament is making sure that everything that was mentioned in the Old Testament about Christ is fulfilled in the New Testament. It, it, it's a witness. But there was a king named Solomon. And Solomon, his father, was David. And David and God had a very special relationship. So with this special relationship, it was passed down to Solomon. So Solomon was a young man. And he became king of Israel. And one thing about Solomon, he knew not only that he was young, but he knew that he needed direction. And this comes from Second Chronicles and it also comes from First Kings. But it was like Solomon, he, 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 he went to God and, and I'm going to read it. And it says, now, my God, you had made your servant king in a place of my father, David, but I am only a little child and I do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people who have chosen a great people, too numerous to count or number. So to give you, to give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong for what is able to govern the great people of yours. The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, Since you have asked for this and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor of asking for death of your enemies, but discernment and administrating justice, I will do this. I have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that there will never has been anyone like you, nor will they be ever one. Moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for, 
both wealth and honor so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among kings. And if you walk in obedience to me and keep my decrees and commandments as David your father did, I will give you long life. And it was a dream. So Solomon woke up. And if you know the story between his father David and God, David committed adultery and he murdered the woman's Bathsheba's husband. And he went through it with God. But what he did, he humbled himself and he seeked the face of God and he repented. And, and what I'm saying today is that in all that we're going through and what we see and, and, and what we hear and what we witness, we just think that the monetary success, financial freedom, it is a blessing from God. And I'm not saying it's not. But what I'm saying is that if you seek his kingdom, if you if you walk in his spirit, if if you bear his fruits, if, if your mindset is on living the way how he wants you to live, love God with all your heart, love your neighbor, everything else is added to it. Like I I, I seen on TV that, that that a lot of these ministers and pastors that they're, they're praying wrong and and they're advising the people to pray wrong. Oh, Lord, release this prosperity. And there's nothing wrong with it. But I'm not hearing anyone say, Lord, bring us closer to you. Lord, let's have a better relationship with you. Lord, let it be possible that the fruits of my spirit could be demonstrated at my work and, and my school and, and wherever I am on the highways and byways. Lord, let it be possible that my gifts of the spirit can help my, my my people that I work with and people in my family to demonstrate, to show the power of your kingdom so that you can be uplifted. I, I think once we get back to that point where God is our priority and everything else is water under the bridge. And I'm not talking about a religious spirit, but I'm talking about where people can see the difference in who you are by you having love, by you having patience, by by your goodness, by, by just the radiance of his glory shining wherever you go. I think once we get back to that point, belongers, everything else falls into place. And the example was Solomon. Because God seen his heart he, he, he didn't ask to be rich. He didn't, he didn't ask for a long life. He didn't ask for death of his enemies. He asked that he can have wisdom so he can discern for the people. His concern was for the people that they can live in the fashion in which God wanted his people to live. They had a, a king and he was after the kingdom of God. He wanted the righteousness of God. And once we get to that point, our prayers will be answered and it's not even what we're asking for. 
is for everything else that's added. Usually I try not to make my, my podcast this long. 